Mexico, where the winds are gentle and the waters flow, but breezes aren't the only things that blow in El Salvador. If you took the little lady for a moonlight drive, odds are still good you'd come back alive, but everyone is innocent until they arrive in El Salvador. If the rebels take a bus on the Grand Highway, the government destroys a village miles away. The man on the radio says, now we'll play south of the border. And in the morning, the natives say, we're happy you have lived another day. Last night, a thousand more passed away in El Salvador. There's a television crew here from ABC Filming Rio Tempe and the refugees Calling murdered children the tragedy of El Salvador Before the government cameras 20 feet away Another man is asking for continued aid Food and medicine and hand grenades for El Salvador There's a thump a rumble and the buildings sway, a soldier fires the acid spray, the public address system starts to play south of the border. You run for cover and hide your eyes, you hear the screams from paradise, they fall in further than you realize in El Salvador. Just like Poland is protected by her Russian friends, the junta is assisted by Americans. If $60 million seems too much to spend in El Salvador, they say for half a billion they could do it right. Bomb all day, burn all night, until there's not a living thing upright in El Salvador. They'll continue training troops in the USA and watch the nuns that got away and teach the military bands to play south of the border. Kill the people to set them free who put this price on their liberty. Don't you think it's time to leave El Salvador? Good morning. Welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I am Susan Runner, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm so glad you're here this morning, whether you're here in the room or on Facebook with us. Visitors and guests, we hope that you got a blue name tag so that we know who you are and we can welcome you and answer any questions that you might have. We love talking about this community and why it's important to us, and we'd like to hear what you're looking for. We will, will you join us after in the platform for the service of coffee and cookies in the lobby and the social hall? Also, please consider sharing your email on the little gold slip in your program, and you can add that to the collection basket when it passes. I want you to please remember to silence your electronic devices so that we can all be fully present this morning. And now I would like to invite Heather Vincent, a member of our Global Connections Committee, to read our statement of purpose so that we can hear our shared values 
and each other's voices. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to the, elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith and human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capabilities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you, Heather. As Heather lights the candle, I, join, I invite you to join in our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. We ring this bell in solidarity with people around the world, especially immigrants to America, who are feeling particularly vulnerable at this time. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. I invite you now into a time of meditation. Settle yourselves in your seat. Close your eyes if you wish. Sit with dignity. Take a deep breath in and let it out. Take another breath in, allowing your lungs to fill and let it out. As you continue to breathe, bring your attention to the people around you. Listen for their breathing, their small movements. Notice their presence. Breathe. Now imagine the people elsewhere in this building, our children and their teachers. Breathe. Shift your attention outside our walls, imagining all in this city and its suburbs, all in this country. Breathe. Finally, imagine your breathing being connected even beyond our country's borders. 
imagine a hundred or so people right now waking up and beginning their morning in El Rodeo, El Salvador. Breathe in and out, knowing you are connected to them this morning.
I'd like to introduce our speakers this morning, Russell Corbin and Jason Weinfeld, both of them who have traveled to El Salvador last summer. We'll start with Jason. Jason Weinfeld. I am 16 years old and a junior at Northwood High School in Silver Spring. To start things off, by a show of hands, how many in the room know or have heard about our sister community, El Rodeo? Wow. It's great to see such a large number of you have heard about it. For those of you who don't know, Wes has established a strong relationship with the community of El Rodeo, El Salvador. Wes has been sending delegations annually to El Salvador since 2003, when I was two. Many, many of the early delegations were focused on single projects in different villages, doing things like building schools and clinics. In 2007, the delegation began the efforts to establish a sister community with the community in El Salvador. The relationship was to be based on active listening, honesty, respect, and other basic principles that support healthy relationships. Two years later, in 2009, when I was eight, 
West delegation members John Taylor, Sean Taft Morales, and Ross Wells visited six villages in rural El Salvador in search of one that would have the potential to be a sister community with West. They decided on El Rodeo, a small farming community in the Cabanas region in northern El Salvador. El Rodeo was home to 30 families at the time, along with a community council called the Adesco, composed of young adults, mostly women in their mid-20s and 30s. To this day, the Adesco continues to function and thrive with energy and enthusiasm, and I enjoyed seeing that firsthand last summer. Wes agreed to support and work alongside the community in any projects that they wished to undertake in. The first project the community wanted to do was to have access to clean running water for their homes, and thus began the water project. This complex project began to take shape in 2011, and now is in its first stage of construction as we speak. The road was bumpy, but as Wes promised, we have stood by El Rodeo's side through the thick and thin of this project and are helping their dream become a reality. This past summer was my first trip with the delegation to El Rodeo. After hearing so much about the trip, seeing older teens go every year, and hearing platforms just like this one, I just could not wait to finally go with the delegation. Whenever I or my parents saw delegation members, their faces would light up talking about El Rodeo asking when I would be going with them. And finally, I decided to buy my ticket to San Salvador. Something really unique about this year's delegation was that there were only six of us. To me, I didn't really notice a difference, notice it as anything special, since I had no other trip to compare it to. And since I was the only one that hadn't been to El Rodeo from the delegation, everyone was really focused on preparing me for the trip. It's always hard being prepared for trips, especially ones like these. But thinking back on the tricks and tips I was given, they really helped me to be the most prepared that I could be. The hardest thing preparing for was the type of environment we were to be in. Not only the landscape and the climate, but the people of El Rodeo and how they would interact with us. For the landscape, it was beautiful. Rolling hills one after the other as far as I could see, farms of corn and trees going to the top of each one. Everything was so natural, barely touched by human hands. Their homes and walking paths were hidden under the trees, and during hot days, the trees gave protection from the sun to those underneath them, cooling the temperature significantly. And although at times humid during the day, once the sun had set, the night became cool and the air fresh. As the days wound down, I remember taking deep breaths of the cool air, taking it all in, treasuring the silence, no human activity, and enjoying the chirping of the birds, looking up at the looking up at the thousands of stars in this clear sky. I could have just stood there all night, but it was getting late, and Russell was waiting for me to turn out the lights. <laughs> Even more special than the scenery were the people who lived there. They were loving, caring, and tended to us like family. Since it was my first year visiting, many of the community members didn't recognize me, and I was frequently asked if it was my first time visiting. Once I had answered, yes, it's my first time, they would always ask how I was doing, if I was enjoying myself, and if there was anything that they could do. Our hosts also always made sure that we had fresh home-cooked meals and helped us feel comfortable and at home. This was really so special to me, to have such a large group of people like them, people I had never met before, care so much about my well-being and the, entire, and the well-being of the delegation. We spent most of the days helping Susan run the dental clinic. Working at the clinic was the experience was quite the experience and was not what I was expecting. 
every aspect of the clinic was amazing in the way that it functioned. Set up on Tila's porch, where Susan and Pam were staying, two tables had just about any dental equipment, any dental equipment Susan would need, all tools powered by a military dental unit, and a sign-up sheet tightly packed with names. We also had toys and toothbrushes for kids and adults. And, of course, electric fans cooling Susan off as she worked. The dental clinic buzzed with people and was not only a place for people to get their teeth cleaned, but a place for people to socialize and meet with the delegation. Routinely, dozens of kids would come at 11 a.m. during their school lunch break to color, run around, make jokes, and just talk with us. As for the adults, either Russell or myself would have to ask if they wanted their teeth to be cleaned, and many had already been seen, and they were just here to hang out. Some came by just to say hi to the delegation, and it was amazing to see that the community, it was amazing to see the community greeting delegation members, talking, giving hugs to old friends, and just catching up on life. Time went by faster in El Rodeo than anywhere I've ever been. Before I knew it, it was the last day, and we were packing up our gear in preparation to leave early the next morning. Experiences like these don't come often, and that's why I cherish it so deeply and reflect on it as much as I can. I can't wait to experience and enjoy all that El Rodeo in the country of El Salvador has to offer and, can, and return with the delegation for years to follow as the relationship between our two, community, our two communities grows and prospers. Thank you, Jason, for that wonderful introduction. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Russell. I'm a, also a junior, a 16-year-old at Richard Montgomery High School. I've visited El Rodeo twice now for the past two years and absolutely love my work with Global Connections and our sister community. For many years previous to my visit, I had heard amazing things about El Rodeo from our other delegation members, but had rarely heard directly from the community members. Last year at our platform, we showed a few videos from leaders in the community sending greetings to Wes. But last summer, I wanted to extend that idea of bringing messages back from their community to ours. Now, there is a certain awareness of respecting the privacy of our friends' lives so that we are not only taking snapshots of their lives away from them, but rather, with their permission, I conducted a series of video interviews regarding several important topics in the community. What you will see during this platform is their thoughts on video as we translate their words into English. Our first video is a look at the water project from the perspective of several amazing community members, Apollonio, Maria, and Carolina. After nearly a decade of hard work from many individuals and organizations, and thanks to all of your support, they have finally broken ground on phase one. On the most recent delegation in December, several Global Connections members saw the rapid progress and community involvement that has happened on the project. It is really stunning to see this coming together, finally. Here are some community members' feelings on the water project. The water situation is pretty difficult because at times I have to work and haul water from my house and to bathe the old-timer, my dad, also. 
ya no podremos ir a buscar agua a los, a los pozos porque ya este, con la ayuda yes it will get better because we won't have to go and get water from the well with the help of Kokoda and Wes we will be able to get water at our houses and there's a lot of work to be done there we will be working on the tanks in phase one and the second phase with the upper tanks and lots of testing to make sure it all functions Hopefully we will have water at our houses. Bueno, como ya son tantos años eh, sin agua, quizás nosotros como personas decimos que nos acostumbramos para, pero cuando hablaron de proyecto de agua, well, pues a todos nos been so many years without water, we say that we've been accustomed to it. But when they started talking about a water project, it fascinated everyone. We were all very excited about having water in our houses. Right now, everyone carries water on their heads. But with water in our houses, and for those who work, because we have to wake up around 3, 5 in the morning to work and be away from home all day. But for those people who have water at their home, you have free time, you wash your clothes, or whatever you have to do. And that's a really nice benefit. But the problem is not having water and having to go late in the afternoon when you're really tired. And you've got to do it because it's necessary. This is where the lower collection tanks will be. And there's the water down there. And this new path is amazing. They built a road up here so that we can get down to the tanks, it's just amazing. Next, we will hear from a police officer from the neighboring town of Santa Marta. As we learned in our delegation during the summer, police have been much more involved with the community in the past year. They run daily patrols of the town and have begun enforcing laws on alcohol consumption. They also participate in community events and even accompanied us on our field trip, where we were fortunate, we were fortunate enough to interview one of the officers. Principalmente la, la, la labor de nosotros se basa en la, en la protección, en la protección, en velar con lo, por los derechos de las personas. Que, igual, de igual forma, ver, ver los Primarily our work is based on protection on protecting and fighting for people's rights. In the same manner, we look at the problems that affect society, the issues of alcoholism, domestic violence, delinquency, gangs, drugs. These are all issues that we substantiate and we attempt to eliminate from our sector so that we may see a more wholesome place, more prosperous for all, so that tomorrow will be a safer place, not for us, but for the society as a whole, because we are a part of that. These days, our primary effort is community policing, and what I mean by that is inserting ourselves, being a part of the community. The day before yesterday, the community members came to us and told us, look, we need your help because we're having an event tomorrow at night and we would like to see if you could all support us. And so we came. We collaborated with them. When society requests us, we include ourselves because it is part of the work we do. 
donde, quiero, donde queremos ver si nos pueden apoyar. Y ya nosotros las colaboramos con ellos. Y allí donde la, la sociedad nos pide, nosotros nos incluimos porque es parte de, de la labor que nosotros hacemos. Propiamente, como, como, le, como ya le, le, le he dicho, Personally, I'm not inclined to make someone no soy, feel inferior no for X motive. No, no, on the contrary. In my days of policing, I've gotten to know many people that one has to care for and treat with respect. And just because they have a physical or mental dis difficulty, I'm not one to treat them poorly. On the contrary, I have to get to know them because at certain times they're gonna, they are going to want to converse with me. Or if they present me with a problem, I'll have to help them too. The police department gave us an option of wearing a little pink ribbon to support the LGBTQ community. And I won't say that I'm not in agreement with that, neither will I say that I'm going to oppose wearing it. If you like it or not, it's something that supports their rights. I, as a police officer, am really obliged to protect their and others' rights, not just those who don't have issues, but rather everyone in general. Porque, quiera o no, es, es algo que apoya los derechos de ellos, ¿verdad? ¿verdad? Yo como policía estoy, estoy en, mi, en mi obligación de velar por los derechos de, de aquellos y de nosotros y de terceras personas. No simplemente solo por los que, por los que no tengan un problema, sino que por todos en general. In our next video, community members share their thoughts on the dental clinic. We will hear from Amilcar, once again from Apollonio, Cesar, Esperanza, and our good friend Susan Runner. Bueno, mi idea es que pienso que, que sí, que, que esta idea que trae la delegación aquí a la comunidad de Rodeo está bien porque. I think that the clinic that the delegation brings here to the community of El Rodeo is great because, first of all, there is no clinic here, only over in Santa Marta, quite far away. So I, as a member of the community, can count on the continuation of this great service. Cuando uno le toca ir a, a pagar mucho tiempo en otras en otras clínicas pasa todo el día y aquí es más rápido. When one has to go spend a long time in another clinic, you spend the whole day there. But here it is a lot faster. I'm able to sign up for an appointment and be seen on the same day. For me, the clinic is very important. Aplicando lo que es varnish. The benefit is that the kids have fluoride varnish applied to their on their teeth to prevent cavities. And so as Susan comes every year, the kids have fewer cavities on their teeth. The dental support is really great. We see as the kids grow, their teeth are very clean. As we've been raising them, it has been a lot easier to keep them healthy. Our parents certainly weren't able to provide us toothbrushes, and so consequently at an early age, all of my teeth fell out. That is why I have silver fillings. For that reason, I think it is very important so that future generations will have a much easier time of it. The, the most interesting thing is seeing children because most of the times the adults have things that are beyond my 
ability to take care of you. But with children, you can see a huge difference because if you give them some early instruction, and if you're able to give them fluoride treatments, and if you're able to do a few fillings here and there, and give their parents instructions on what's important and what they should eat, etc., you see amazing differences. Well, the truth is that being Susan's assistant for me is a privilege. It's totally a privilege. And it's also a real honor working with her year after year because I am able to benefit our people, the kids, the adults, the teens, who all come to see Susan. And obviously also the personal friendship that I've been able to have with her. And I think that's what fills me with the most satisfaction as a person. My second trip to El Rodeo was just as magnificent, if not more, than my first. The second time, I knew the lay of the land and was able to spend more time with the friends I had made the previous year. And I had the pleasure of sharing new discoveries with Jason since it was his first time. But I also had several new and quite meaningful experiences on this trip. Whether it was getting closer to my host family or going on a beautiful hike with Chepe through the stunning hills of El Salvador. Each year, every delegation member gains new knowledge, emotions, and perspectives on the beauty of humans and our great planet. One of these experiences we all share during the trip particularly resonated with me, and I'd like to share it with you today. During our trip, we were invited to join our sister community in a funeral ceremony that happened to take place while we were visiting. The funeral was for a three-year-old boy who had recently passed away of cancer. He was the nephew of our friend and community leader, Elvis Zavala, who visited here and spoke at West a few years ago. The boy was a local resident, but had spent a large amount of his time, a large amount of his life in the capital, San Salvador receiving superb medical treatment at one of the best children's hospitals in El Salvador. But tragically, after battling cancer for a good half of his life, he passed away with his family by his side. We heard many stories about this little boy, how he was so full of joy and hope, and how he made everyone around him so happy. The wake ceremony the night before the funeral, somewhat to my surprise, struck me very emotionally. In the room at the family home, packed full of people, there lay his coffin, covered in flowers and candles, with women singing on one side and loved ones embracing on the other. When I entered the room and saw just how small the coffin was, I fell apart. The following day at the funeral, there was plenty more singing and sobbing and as friends and family shared a common loss. This is a story of a boy who even with the strong support of his family and his community just wasn't lucky enough. It's these types of stories, I think, both sad and positive, that reach across borders and bond people around the world. I don't know if this story touched others as it did I, but I feel that it shows a lot about the intrinsic compassion humans have for one another, and therefore merits me sharing with you today. 
Now, I hope that you have all enjoyed our platform and can now slightly better understand the human connection that binds our two communities together. It's because of this relationship that Jason and I will continue returning to El Rodeo in order to have more unique experiences, learn about another culture, and most importantly, maintain the strong and meaningful relationships we have begun to nurture. And hopefully, you all are interested in getting involved with the relationship too. Thank you. We hope you appreciated the opening song that Art and Johnny sang. It was written by Noel Paul Stuckey of Peter, Paul, and Mary in 1982, which sadly gives us some sense of the continued relevance of our intention to do better in the world. And now please join as you feel ready in our community song. Profetiza, pueblo mío, profetiza una vez más. Alguien va a del clamo de los pueblos en opresión. Profetiza, pueblo mío, profetiza una vez más. Anunciándole a los pobres una nueva sociedad. That just is promised long Restored to every nation True peace throughout the world Profetiza, pueblo mío Profetiza una vez más Anunciado eco del clamor De los pueblos en opresión Profetiza, pueblo mío Profetiza una vez más, anunciándole a los pobres una nueva sociedad. Denounce all who are causing oppression, sorrow, tears. Let truth be your protection, the light of a new sun. Profetiza, pueblo mío. Una vez más, voz del eco del clamor en los pueblos en opresión. Profetiza, pueblo mío, profetiza una vez más, anunciándole a los pobres su nueva sociedad. Let this be what you hope for. The battle that you choose To build a social order With justice at its core Profetiza, pueblo mío Profetiza una vez más Que tu voz sea el eco del clamor De los pueblos en opresión Profetiza, pueblo mío Profetiza una vez 
share a thought or feeling about today's program. Please raise your hand, speak directly into the microphone, say your first name, and keep your comments short, please. <laughs> 